Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Songwriter Charlie Harding, you've been out of the game for a little bit. Yeah, just had a new little baby in the family. Mazel Tov. Thank you. Very That's exciting. really exciting. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm I'm shocked you're here at all, to be honest. I don't know where I am, but here I am. Okay, great. So we're going to muddle through the fugue state you're in, and I'm going to catch you up on what's been happening in the world of pop music since this incredible life event. I appreciate it. And this is something we like to do from time to time. Check in with the Billboard charts, right? Yeah, the Hot 100 is kind of like maybe the best thermometer we have for what people are listening to because it brings together all the stuff the streaming the sales the social media and i love listening to the hot 100 from top to bottom because it brings up all these surprising stories right it's not just the the massive pop stars here it's not just the weekend and drake dominating the charts there's so many unexpected songs and artists that the charts can bring you to so i feel like since this is something we do occasionally again and again like we need to have a name for this segment can I pitch you some ideas? Chart poppers. Nope. Switched on charts. Warmer. Affairs of the chart. <laughs> chart the Herald Angel Sing. Uh, seasonally appropriate, but maybe not year round. Don't go breaking my chart. Okay, that might be it. Chart breaker. Chart breaker. Chart breaker. Where we break down the pop charts. Chart breaker. Okay. All right. So you need to catch me up. Let's chart break. As we make our way through the Hot 100, we're going to hear some TikTok controversies. We're going to listen to freestyled choruses. And we'll even get a taste of Megan the Stallion's piano concerto. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm glad to catch up. Okay, we'll get there. Let's start with uh, a song that you may be familiar with. It's called A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> <laughs> you by Gail. Oh yeah. Fuck you and your mom and your sister and your job and your broke ass car and that's just your car Lord. Fuck you and your friends that I'll never see again. Everybody but your dog. You can all fuck As of this recording, uh A B C D E F U. By Gail sits at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. I should note that by the time people are listening to this, that position may change. I mean, all the songs we're listening to get updated every week. So some of the selections we discuss may not be in the same position next week. Some of them may fall off the charts completely. But, you know, that temporality and change is, is part of the fun of it. You know, I'm really happy about uh -huh. the return of pop punk <laughs> because it has this inherent contradiction, which is that it is punk and anarchist right. and kind of just like 
F you, I don't care. I'm just yeah. going to sing however I want. And then on the other hand, it's really well composed and has very catchy melodies. Right. And this song starts with a chorus, as many songs are wont to do these days. Yeah. But you don't really get the joke of the title until the second chorus. A, B, C, D, E, F, U, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. That's clever. I like that. I even like how it lands on the beat. You know, everything kind of drops out. You get the A, B, C, D, E, F, and it's kind of nursery rhyme-ish, and it's just the voice there. And right when everything hits hard on the downbeat, you get the F, U. (laughs) It's a good payoff. And like you said, it mixes that kind of emo pop punk sound which you hear really clearly in the the pre-chorus section. It has this strummed acoustic guitar that's kind of recorded in this very lo-fi way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when you get to the chorus there's a there's kind of a tonal shift. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? They're saying, oh, that's a great pop punk song with an interesting tonal shift right there when they yeah, say yeah. F you. Yeah. That, okay. that's, that's, that's Gen Z talk right there. Yeah. We get the, the, the big synth bass and the, the electronic drums. And it's like, it's the best of both worlds, right? The pre-chorus gives you that angsty emo feel and the chorus gives you that kind of EDM world conquering feel. So yeah, iconic pop. I think the song works because it's got a mix of anger and humor, right? F you and your friends that I'll never see again. Everybody but your dog, you can all <laughs> F off. Like, that's a, great, that's a great line, right? I do like that, yeah. So this artist, Gail, she's only 17 years old. Kind of a, a prodigy, a phenom, I guess, if you will. But, Charlie, the song is not without controversy. Oh, well, I mean, it sounds like it's a product of the internet, so... It is like so many of the songs we're going to listen to today, like kind of a, sh- a really shocking amount to me. This song's rise on the charts was fueled by TikTok. Yeah, of course. But with this song, there's kind of a wrinkle because I actually first learned about this song when I saw a meme about it. Okay. And it was a, a video of Gail singing this song in her bedroom with an mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. And the caption of the video said, she wrote this song based on a TikTok comment. Okay. And they show this TikTok comment. And it's like, can you write a song based off of the alphabet? And she <laughs> says, I got you. And okay. then she starts playing A, B, C, D, E, F, U. And people are like, oh, this is so cool, right? This is the collaborative power of TikTok. Someone gives you an idea. And then you turn that minute. into the song. And then it goes up the charts. It's like, how cool is that, right? Wait a minute. Are you telling me? The TikTok comment was a plant. Charlie. The song had already been written. Charlie, the song had already been written. And it was, <laughs> there, there wasn't much um, detective work to this. Someone just clicked on the name of the person who made that comment saying, hey, write a song off the alphabet. And it turned out that person worked for Atlantic Records, which, <laughs> Charlie, are you ready for this, is the record label that Gail assigned to. Yeah, no, no surprises. That's a terrible job of covering your tracks. 
It is, but ultimately, I don't think it really matters. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I it's mean, like, everything on TikTok is performative. Where you're like, oh, let me just show you this thing that I happen to make. Here's my dinner. And then it's like, like a thousand cuts. And you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. You didn't just make that. Like, you spend all day making that. Okay. Gail, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you. Is our first TikTok hit, but not our last, Chuck. Let's go a little further down the charts and see how the social media app is affecting the sound of pop by listening to a song that is currently at the number 19 spot. Hours and hours, spelled H R S and H R S. I feel like that's that's important for you to know. Hers by Money Long. I'm assuming she's talking about homework. Yeah, <laughs> very, very studious, Chuck. I like I like where your head's at. It's a fun song. I like that song. It's somehow extremely slow, but very groovy. It's slow. It's groovy. It's repetitive. I feel like this song is really a showcase for the voice of this singer. And oh, yeah. Money Long does some pretty impressive stuff here. There's There's one moment I particularly like where she really descends into the... The, the the deepest recesses of her vocal range. What you do, I'm empowered. You give me a superpower. Together the <laughs> superpower. <laughs> that's that's cool, awesome, right? And it's like literally yeah. she's like showing off her superpower. I can hit this low E flat three. She's pretty really strong vocal. Yeah. Great alto. Pretty baller. And that and I think that's that's the point of the song, right? It never like this accompaniment never changes. It's very cyclical. Yeah. It's just the same chords over and over again. It doesn't change for the pre-chorus, for the chorus. It's just like a showcase for how how many melismas can this singer pull off? How many mm. vocal acrobatics can she do? And that maybe supports the message of the song, right? Like I could yeah. do this for hours. And, and she's literally like, I could do this. Just listen. I can just yeah. keep going. Yeah. I can keep going. Longer melismas, deeper notes. I can do it. Wow. That's a cool song. So who's Money Long, Chuck? Never heard of her. Few have, because this is the kind of rebranding of a pop singer and songwriter named Priscilla Renee, who has had already a long career in the music industry. Huh. She's written songs for Rihanna, like California King Bed. Ooh. In this King Bed. Worth It for Fifth Harmony. Oh my gosh. Give it to me, I'm worth it. Timber for Pitbull and Kesha. <laughs> she's written songs for country artists like Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood. She's she's really done the thing. Her songwriting talent has reached very far and wide. A lot of genres. Yeah, and she released two albums under her original name, her OG name, Priscilla Renee, which sound very different than this Hours and Hours song. Like, hmm. check out her song Dollhouse from her first album, Jukebox. I'm just a girl, you're just a boy. This is my heart, it's not a toy. So what's with you playing with my mind? It feels like a reject Kelly Clarkson song. Yeah, totally. Or, or Katy Perry, perhaps. Yeah, especially because of the synth stuff, yeah. So I don't know exactly what happened, but it, at some point, this artist, Priscilla Renee, kind of hung up her you know, electro pop spurs and re-entrenched herself under this new alias, Money Long, 
spelled M-U-N-I, like the San Francisco Public Transportation Authority, Muni, but pronounced <laughs> money, and maybe leaned into this other aspect of her diverse sound, you know, this more deep R&B vocal acrobatic sound. So it's kind of a cool story that I would not expect if you're just, you know, scrolling through the radio dial or the streaming charts and all of a sudden it's like money long. There's a, there's a, there's a fascinating backstory here. I can appreciate that the world of pop gives you permission to infinitely reinvent yourself and even just give yourself a whole new name, try a new sound. Right. How inspiring is that, right? We can be whoever we want to be. You can disappear as one artist and reappear <laughs> as another and create this whole new sound. Okay, Chuck, we're going to listen to another TikTok hit. Can you handle it? Always ready. I've got my dance moves. This song actually came up on another episode we did back in November 2021 with friend of the show, Kat Zhang pitchfork writer she brought to our attention the song by a nigerian artist named ck called love nawantiti parentheses ah 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 close parentheses and now like four months later the song is still on the chart so i think it's a cool huh. opportunity to listen a little bit deeper to this unexpected hit which as of this recording sits comfortably at number 26 on the hot 100 such a perfect little loop it has so many intricate layers that you just want to hear it go on and on and on in a rolling stone profile ck actually talked about how he wrote this can i give a little quotation to you please he said i didn't pen a single word i was in my living room making beats like i usually do and i played mm -hmm. the chords built on them and did my freestyle i recorded around midnight and i was really sleepy so I decided I was going to put words to the ah, ah, ah part in the morning that we just listened to. Long story short, woke up in the morning and realized it was fire exactly how it was. End quote. I sometimes think that your sort of na, 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 la, 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 ah, ah, ah kind of vocals can be cloying, maybe sort of, you know, a cliche, everybody sing along, there's no words. And yet in this case, I think perhaps that intuitive this is just the thing i did is maybe what is a big part of its global success it's really easy for everybody to participate in i was so floored reading that because it it like brought home one of the the continual maxims that i encounter about pop music you know it's like a good pop song is is a mix of of really cold calculation like what will people want to listen to right i'm gonna sure. i'm gonna really try and do that right and then these just moments of like random accident or inspiration yeah. or just being like, huh, I guess that random thing I sung, you know, late at night when I was super sleepy is actually going to be the thing that is going to give me like a, a hot top 40 hit. You know, that's <laughs> like that's that's the one of the mind blowing aspects about the Billboard charts to me. Probably works because it captures the feeling that I want to feel when I hear that song. Yeah, it's like it's a little sleepy in a good way. Well, it brings us back to the the first song we listened to by by Gail. You mentioned it's kind of emo qualities, and CK calls his sound emo Afrobeats. <laughs> like that's that's how he self identifies. Okay, cool. I can hear the arpeggiated guitar which is very popular in pop punk 
and maybe the very relaxed at home recorded kind of vocal. I'm not trying too hard yeah. kind of feel that kind of lo-fi off the top of your head, except this time it's emo that's in both English and the Igbo dialect. So it's like, it's a little unusual. It's also maybe indicative of the rising popularity of Nigerian Afrobeats, which is something we've talked about a few times on the podcast. Yeah. And at this moment we have like three Afrobeat songs on the charts. We have this CK song. We have essence by Wizkid. And we have a song by Fireboy DML with Ed Sheeran called Peru. So it's like kind of a cool Nigerian takeover of the Hot 100. I'm here for it. I'd love to hear more of it. As is so often the case with TikTok, Chuck, the song also has its own controversy surrounding it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because. um, (laughs) What are we bickering over? Because the original track that we just listened to wasn't the one that first blew up on TikTok. It was a remix by two DJs, and they took an acoustic version of the song that CK played on piano. And they added percussion and sound effects. So that remix went viral on TikTok, but it didn't actually credit CK as the creator of the song. Okay, yeah. Which is like an age-old story on this platform. I mean, it's an age-old story on this very young platform. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like, think it's an age-old story just of, of TikTok either. That's no, just like, certainly not. Music loves to not credit people. Loves to appropriate and erase. And who is often the person that gets erased? Well, in so many of these cases, it's global artists who have to fight to get their credit. Mm. I think if you come from a non-Western country, it's even that much harder to assert your identity on these decentralized platforms. Mm. It's something that's happened over and over again. Like I think a famous example is this viral sound called the laxed siren beat. Have you heard this one? No, I don't think so. I do find that work to be obnoxious because it has the production quality of like a bad advertisement music (laughs) library and yet clearly it's very successful because it's everywhere and of course it was remixed and used by um who did it oh truck if you can tell me this i will be so impressed and pleased and frankly surprised jason derulo jason derulo Wow, deep cut. Way to pry that from the recesses of your adult brain. He uses Um, a lot of uh, world music in his productions. Right. And once again, he didn't credit the creator of this sound, who is Josh685 at the time, a 17-year-old Polynesian teenager living in Auckland, New Zealand. Come on, why not? So easy. And Charlie, I I appreciate that you find it kind of obnoxious, but I do need to tell you that Josh685 is creating these beats by taking traditional Samoan melodies and putting them over these electronic drum beats. In fact, 685 is the phone, like the area code for Samoa. (laughs) So so there is a cool cultural connection here and it's worth celebrating. It's like why it's important to to identify these artists and to, you know, to give them credit where it's due, not just for the economic reparations that are that are due to them but 
also because it's like we can learn so much more about the music that surrounds us on these platforms like TikTok. And just like decolonizing pop music. It's just mm. one beat, uh, one beat at a time, Chuck. Yeah. Okay. Let's take five. When we come back, I've got a country mystery for you. I've got the return of one of your favorite bands from middle school. <laughs> and I've got Megan the Stallion's piano concerto. Oh, leave me hanging. This is exciting. Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. VibeCheck is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow VibeCheck wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. We're back, and we have something that I've never seen on the Billboard Hot 100 before. Right now, it's at number 50 on the Billboard Hot 100. What's that? Okay, this it's a song. It's called Thinking About You. That's pretty unremarkable. Extremely. <laughs> it's by Dustin Lynch, featuring Lauren Elena or Mackenzie Porter. <laughs> what? <laughs> What is I've that? I've never heard of these or, people. What, what, I've never seen an or on the Billboard Hot 100 before. It's like, like, it's like the song of Choose Your Own Adventure. Like you can listen what, to two different versions of it. What does that mean? Or like that doesn't <laughs> belong there. I was like, is that a typo or something? It, it was so strange to me. Don't be sorry for counting me up out of the blue. I was just thinking about you. I was just thinking about you. You know, I really love country music. Sure. Like, I play a Telecaster. Like, okay, okay, really easy, easy. I love my chicken picking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was not a particularly remarkable country song in my book, but I'm curious because I don't feel like it has answered anything about this issue of the or. Right. Okay. So the song was originally recorded with up and coming country star Lauren Elena. But then Lauren Elena had another duet with country star John Party coming out at the same time. Okay. And her label didn't want her on two male-female country duets at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charlie's brain just broke. Wait, I'm genuinely confused. I assume that it would be confusing for her fans or listeners to have two, like, duets with rugged male country artists at the same time that would dilute the impact of both of them is that the idea okay it definitely hasn't resolved the issue of creating confusion (laughs) so dustin lynch who's the main artist on the song now has to find a replacement for the person that he actually (laughs) recorded and released the song with like it's already out in the world okay now he has blind auditions to find a new singer yeah and he lands on canadian country singer Mackenzie porter all right. 
So there's two versions of this song out there. It is a choose your own adventure. It is a choose your own adventure. And they're both, so you can listen to either one and it'll still go to the same song on the charts. <laughs> Let's listen to both of them. Here's the original recording with Lauren Elena. Hey, I just gotta say, I heard your song the other day and it put a smile on my face when I started really and here's Mackenzie Porter. Hey, I just gotta say, I heard your song the other day. And put a smile on my face when I started reminiscing. She's like the country Halsey, because she's got a lot of that yodely vibrato. I'll, sure. She's like a little breathier, I think. A little, yeah, maybe more vibrato. I kind of I kind of like the second one more. I do too. I, don't know. I do too. I think this was more... a blessing in disguise yeah. for this song. It has a bit more character. I agree. So there, so there's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on the Billboard charts. Or the or <laughs> the the mighty or. Okay, let's keep running down the charts. Charlie, I'm just gonna play this next one for you, and tell me who you think it is. I mean, this is really strange. <laughs> Why? Is this the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> yeah, this is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The funk rock band from the 90s? Yeah, this is the one in the same. Okay. Black Summer. This is their new song that's managed to sort of creep into the, the lower reaches of the Billboard Hot 100. Number 78 right now. Really? They're back, baby. Yeah, that's exciting. And they are reunited with their longtime guitarist, John Frusciante, for the first time in 16 years. And he's like a big presence on this song. And I feel like he's really channeling the spirit of Jimi Hendrix. Like, at the start of Black Summer, tell me if you hear any Hendrix tropes. A lazy rain the skies refuse to cry. First of all, I'm a little bit distracted by Anthony Kiedis's vocal, which sounds okay. A yeah, we bit probably need to like, talk about that first, don't we? Yeah, I, is it, this is like an Irish folk song? <laughs> what is that? I kind of skipped the, the entree and went straight to the dessert because because this needs to be addressed. <laughs> Okay, scratch that. We'll come back to the guitar and the Hendrix influences. What the heck is going on with that accent? It's piece of your supply. <laughs> it sounds like he's doing some kind of like Irish folk music, but I which which I enjoy. A lot of people are uh commenting on on it being a pirate accent, which has some truth. There's some conjecture that he's been influenced by the renewed popularity of sea shanties in you know, during know. the pandemic. No, I don't. I don't buy it. We don't. We there, there will never be an explanation. But man, it is a fascinating accent that he has never used before in the history of his career with the Chili Peppers, as far as I'm aware. On the guitar side, though, yes, John Frusciante plays a Stratocaster, like Hendrix uh-huh. did. I play the Telecaster. They play the Stratocaster. Okay. Wow. Okay, Chuck. T- it's got a wobbly kind of lo-fi sound to it which is not Hendrixy, but he does a lot of the what you call a hammer on mm. when you get one finger and it hammers on to the next fret 
Yeah, like you can hear it in like a Hendrix song, like When Cries Mary, the. Oh, okay. That's that sound at the very beginning. That right there. It kind of like is a way of like dancing around the strings. Hmm. I mean, it's a technique that every guitarist is going to use, but Hendrix used it a lot. And, and John Forchanti is using the same guitar, same kind of technique. That's probably what's uh, pulling at your ear. There's a great solo here as well, which is, I feel like is something you don't encounter frequently on the Billboard Hot 100 these days. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, very Hendrixy because it's got the fuzzed out sound and the univibe vibrato thing at the end. But what's particularly remarkable to me about hearing this solo in the middle mm-hmm. of a song on the Hot 100, which is, yeah, like the most you get is like maybe a one bar solo in a country song between chorus and verse. Sure. This is unusual today. What's really unusual about it is how relaxed the rhythm is like it almost sounds like they're not playing to a click track Mm. it's pushing and pulling going in front of the beat and behind the beat yeah there's no overdubs it's just the four of them i think anthony kiedis like picks up a tambourine and starts shaking it (laughs) i was so prepared to not like this song between anthony kiedis's pirate accent and his lack of wearing shirts his and lyrics that like are kind of about the environment and the climate crisis, but also just like don't make any sense at the same time. <laughs> I can't help but but loving this song and kind of being drawn into it. And, you know, if nothing else, I think we have to celebrate it for perhaps being the only song to ever chart with an inclusion of a lyric about the duck-billed platypus. <laughs> no way. Platypus are a few. The sea. it's really hard to write a song about really important issues i don't know why it's just earnestness in pop music is it's hard to pull off i will say though i don't think he wrote one about the platypus but sting loves writing about the environment if you go Uh to a lot of sting songs and police songs you'll find all kinds of mysticism and ecology and things in their lyrics okay fair enough but if anyone can give me a chart-topping song with the mention of a platypus, I would be most interested to hear. Until then, I I will say on record, this is the only one. Okay, we got one more song to get to. I promised you uh, Megan the Stallion piano Piano concerto, concerto. and I'm going to deliver Chuck. Here is Megan's piano, a track off Something for the Hotties, which just popped into the Hot 100. It's at number 99 right now. Lucky 99. Big ass chain round my neck, so these niggas know I'm rich, and I don't need shit but the dead. Big ass stack in this purse, so these niggas know I'm working. I'm holding this block in my pocket. Okay, so maybe I misled you a bit. It's not exactly a piano concerto, <laughs> but it is Megan the Stallion playing the grand piano, and it is her first production credit. And I, I don't have anything profound to say about this song, but I I need any chance I can get to celebrate this artist. Now, not just for her verbose skills as an MC, but actually as a producer and melody writer. 
pretty badass. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, no. <laughs> What's that? Another very important piano concerto in the world of hip hop. Let me guess. Did you fail to watch the Super Bowl halftime show? No, I watched it. Ow, wow, that was harsh, calling me out. And I don't think you did, because I texted you, and you were like, no, I'm too busy. I just had a baby, wah, wah, wah. But I watched it afterwards. Okay, okay, so what? So what's your This is This is uh, Dre's piano concerto moment? Yeah, when Dr. Dre sits down at the piano, like, plays some great chords. He really, that was, that, that yeah. I was picking my job off the floor. I was like, damn, I did not realize. Now, supposedly has inspired thousands of young people to take up piano. So like, wow, check that out. Okay, I love that. I love that. And then goes into Still Dre. Yeah. And Still Dre has that iconic piano sound at the top that feels like Megan the Stallion is sort of in conversation with that kind of production. I'm totally down with that connection, Chuck. And I hope between Dr. Dre and Megan The Stallion, yeah, it's going to cause more and more youths of America to pick up the piano. That's that that would be an amazing outcome from this. Oh, I buy it. It's going to happen. So that was Chart Breakers. Can we do it again? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, from time to time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, Chuck. Absolutely. When things when things shake up again. Yeah, I look forward to it. Switched on Pop is edited by Julie Myers, engineered by Brandon McFarland, illustrated by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Nishant Kara and Hannah Rosen. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production at Vulture. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts or our website, switchedonpop.com. Talk to us on Twitter and Instagram. What are your favorite surprise hits from the Billboard Hot 100 that you've been listening to? We're at Switched on Pop, and we love hearing from you. So I'm going to be taking a bit of time off to hang with my family. And we've got a very special miniseries that we're going to run over the next month. Very special. For the rest of March, we're going to be listening to Britney. Britney Spears has been in the news a lot the last few years because of her lengthy battle over the conservatorship that ran her life. But the one thing that we feel like has been missing in the Britney discourse is an appreciation of the music that she's made over the last two decades and the way it's changed the sound of pop. So join us for the next four weeks while we listen to Britney. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.